This is the Interesting-ish Podcast, where I hope you listen long enough to say, this was pretty interesting-ish. My name is Rick Meyering. I'll find the interesting stories, and you keep listening. Stick with me, folks. I'm still talking myself through this. Alright, once I have recorded something, then I can save it and add it to an episode. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Interesting-ish Podcast. My name is Rick Meyering and I'll be your host for this podcast. And one of my primary focuses with this um, new endeavor is to focus on guests and a lot of guest conversations that we want to pull out more of who a person is rather than what they do. Um, so we will certainly get into my first guest and what they do here eventually, but first we want to hear a little bit about who they are. And I have the pleasure of having uh, my good friend Billy Lanford on my first episode. Welcome, man. Yeah. Thanks, brother. Yeah. I'm excited to be number one. Yeah. Hey. Are you kidding me? You know, uh, some of the phone calls didn't get back to me, so that's like, <laughs> why so I moved up. You I moved up from, really quickly. I went from um, like 48 to 1. Yeah, so I, you know, uh, honestly, you were on my short list of people I wanted to talk to simply because we've been friends for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, we met at a residential treatment facility, um, working with really kids ages 12 to 18, um, who some of them, it was their last path, like this home, if they did well and kind of graduated, which we didn't really have a graduation program, but... If they did well in this program, they would not have to go to juvenile mm-hmm. detention. Yeah, that's right. Or, or they'd been taken from their home from particular neglect reasons. Um, tell me about that experience. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure where you begin. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you know, it's wild. My first stint there before I met you, the first six months were some of the most intense times of my life because, you know, I come from uh, parents who've been married for 30 plus years. Mm. Uh, you know, loving home, uh, the stuff that those kids went through isn't real life, right? Like it's on the news, sure. it's not close to me. And then you walk into that environment, which you know, which is bananas. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet you got to find a way to love these kids in that process um, when you're getting spit at and called every name in the book. Sure. And unfortunately, at times having to, you know, physically manage or, you know, yeah. the extremes from that to sitting down playing board games. Um, that first six months revolutionized my worldview. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, you go from, you know, and certainly we'd have our own experiences being in, in the middle mm-hmm. class. You and I grew up very similar that mm-hmm. way. But um, mm-hmm. certainly, and we will get into this in another conversation of how you have a protected sense of being. Mm-hmm. Um, you have white privilege. You have middle class privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've had enough of, a, of an edge that we got drawn into this type of work. And I don't know about for you, but yeah, you, I, I grew a huge heart mm-hmm. for an individual that did not have the same experience as me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like the castaways, you know, sure. it's interesting. I, I realized during that time and it, it's still today, I mean, I'm 41. So man, when I first started that work, I was 24. Mm-hmm. And then when we met, I mean, a couple years after that, yeah, I was 22. I, I was going to say, yeah, I was probably like 26. Um, I realized that. I believe, and if you believe it, it's fact, it's true in many regards, 
but I believe I have so much and I had so much to give kids who had nothing because I was given everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, like you said, I have a huge edge uh, and I can put up really big boundaries. So to go into someone's world that I could never experience because mm-hmm. I wasn't born into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but to go into that world and not try to rescue them, but just try to meet them where they're at, right? Uh, to be empathetic, to love, to, you know, give a smile, a hug, whatever it is. Sure. Um, sometimes uh, uh, some firm boundaries. Yep. Um, is, I mean, it's funny because it's today still what I do. It's just in a very different world, in a right. very different setting, you know what I mean? Right. And so for that, you you know, you both of us have walked away from, from that particular environment and gone back, at least for me. Um, I needed a break from that just mm-hmm. for my own mental health. Um, you had gone back to residential treatment and even oversaw your own home for some time. Yeah. Great success there. You were walking this journey both in social work but also with your own learning and, and owning your own um kind of floral company that you were able to sell away and, and, and walk away from and do well, you were having the path just like many other middle Americans. What changed three and a half years ago? Yeah. Before I say three and a half years ago, let me, if it's cool, let me go back to like 14 years ago. Yeah. Um, when I sold the store, uh, or right before that, um, before that, I, I got into personal development. I was a philosophy major in college. So you and I, yes. I mean, we, we used to we break down and have, have some crazy conversations uh, over life and, and the why and the how and all that good stuff. Um, but right around that time, I, I started getting a little more disciplined. I mean, I was an, uh, an athlete just like yourself. So working out was always a part of my life. But I got into meditation. I uh, got into reading. And I was coaching baseball at Calvin College, and I realized at that time I didn't want to stay in a dugout to coach. So I wanted to figure out how to coach people. Mm. Uh, and the, and that was my last season there. I was, oh gosh, 29. And then I ended up selling the business just because of that. And my wife was like, well, what are you, like, what are we doing? What are you doing now? And I'm like, I don't know, but this is great. And I'm alive and sure. I'm going to go coach people, right? Like Tony Robbins. And then I realized I have no idea what Tony Robbins even does. Mm-hmm. Or I have no idea how to even do this, which I found my way back at Wedgwood. Okay. Um, yeah. Which was amazing because it allowed me to dive in and really understand that idea of coaching people in a professional setting. Right. Because, right. you know, I became a hope supervisor there and had a staff of 20 and 12 kids. Sure. And we had therapists. So it was, I mean, it was phenomenal. Yeah. Like all the reading and all the hard work led up to that, right? Where you could physically engage in, that's in right. some of the practices of coaching, yeah. managing, oversight. Yeah. And that's right. Like you were talking about the who as yeah. we started this, right? Like. I've had people tell me since I was 14 years old that I was a coach, not a player, mm. and I, I hated it. Of it's course. Still, it still bothers me. Especially when you're it. on the team as a player. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Especially when you're an athlete and you want to produce and you want to do all that. But it's you know it was always like, Billy, it's like having another coach on the field. I mean, that was high school to college to, wow. you know. Um, and then to finally embrace that and say, you know what, I am. doesn't mean I can't be a player, but I am definitely a coach. Yeah. Um, you know, all that led me to, to where I'm at today, which is AK Ricks. Um, I thought because I got to, to answer your question, the original question you asked, I got hired there to do what I set out to do. Yeah. Right. To coach people. Yeah. That was my job and still is my job. 
uh, I didn't set another goal after that, right? Mm -hmm. So not that I, I, uh, I don't want to say consciously, I felt that I arrived, but I definitely subconsciously felt that I arrived. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and because you were you were given this dream job, yeah, right? man. The, the job that you said if I could do something every day and punch in, That's it'd it. be something like this. Yeah. And uh, for the audience, tell us a little bit more about what, what is AK Ricks? What, what was that job? Yeah. When it was first proposed to you, yeah, what yeah. did they say we want you to do? Yeah, without a doubt. So AK Ricks is a uh, luxury fashion boutique in Grand Rapids. Mm -hmm. um, it's one of the top stores in North America from men's retailer. Yeah. Uh, we do and they do uh, an amazing job. Um, with customer service. Mm -hmm. uh, the culture is amazing. So it's much more than a fashion house, right? Like we like to be influencers, yeah. um, not just, it's funny cause we joke that we're probably more known outside of Grand Rapids and in Grand Rapids, mm. like New York, Italy, yada, yada, yada. It's <laughs> I crazy. Talk, I it's talked with a mutual friend. <laughs> you talk about that culture though. This is really interesting. Talked with a mutual friend or an acquaintance that I met just a week ago. I said, oh, you know, Billy Lampert. He's like, yeah, when I, when my wife wants to get me dressed up again, We'll go into AK Ricks. She'll shop for me, and I'll sit and jam with Billy for like an hour and a half. That's incredible. And, and they they both love it. Yeah, they, yeah. They love it. yeah. Well, because it is. It's all about serving, right? Like, yeah. I mean, no different than what we did with the kids in residential. Sure. I mean, we're doing here, right? It's constantly give of yourself, serving, and give gratitude, gratitude, right? Yeah. Lead with gratitude and serve. Lead with gratitude and serve. Um, so the president, Jim, uh, we went to high school together, hadn't seen each other in a long time. We ended up connecting at one of the events that AK Ricks had, and we just started discussing our business ethos, our leadership ethos, mm -hmm. how we like to grow people. And he called me a couple weeks later and said, what would it, you know, what would it take to get you over here to do what you do? Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I'll just come over for free. Like, that sounds good to me. Like great opportunity, right? Sure. Uh, and obviously that didn't happen. He, he made it definitely worth my while. And I ended up over there doing what I do, which is coach people, coach teams, uh, you know, and help people get from A to B, right? Uh, a is usually adversity. It's a difficult place to be. And, but we need you to grow and get to be, uh, in as short amount of time as possible because right. we are a business, right? right? Um, and then I just get to walk with people through those, through the difficult time of change because change isn't easy. Right. How have you been, if, so one of the titles was like an ambassador, ambassador of, of wellness. wellness. Yeah. How rad is that? Awesome. <laughs> so awesome. When I first saw that title, I'm like, that is a badass title. Yeah. Without um, a doubt. What's important in your own life? What do you have to do in terms of wellness in your own life mm -hmm. to be a good coach? Mm -hmm. Um, or how did you approach that? Yeah, let's, yeah, let's no, go it's good. There. It's still how I approach it, right? Because the game doesn't change. Right. Uh, discipline. So you go back, you ask three, and I'm going to answer this kind of in, I'm going to answer it, but I'm going to go back to three and a half years ago. Yeah. Um, I about lost everything, right? Okay. Horrible decisions. Um, almost lost my marriage, almost lost my job. Um, definitely respect of some people. Uh, thinking I was at the mountaintop when I wasn't, mm. uh, and I allowed my ego to take control, right? Uh, so I made some, oh, this was about four years ago, but I made some really poor decisions. And what I realized very quickly, thank God, um, is that this, you know, the tide can change in, in a moment. Mm. And I knew this cause I did it before. Right. Mm. Um, 
but it was getting back into the disciplines of getting up at five, meditating, reading. Uh, I started to work out daily, not just three days a week, but I started to work out daily, whether it would be weight training, um, yoga or mobility, um, speed and agility, those things. So, um, but being disciplined, there is no way you can take somebody through something that you haven't gone through yourself. And I'm not saying directly, right? Like if you've been, you know, if you were victimized in some way, I don't have to have been victimized to take you there, but right. I have to have felt pain. Right. So what I started to, to realize during that time was I need to inflict some, some pain on myself, right? Like I need to create adversity for me in a daily way. Yes. Uh, even more so than what I was doing because I did do that stuff. That's how, you know, it got me to where I was at. Mm -hmm. But it was like, it's time to step up, time to go up a level, um, time to heal from some stuff in my own past that I didn't want to touch. Yeah. Um, and just be disciplined because if I'm going to lead people to that who aren't most likely disciplined, the reality is, is most people aren't disciplined. Mm -hmm. Um, then I need to be overly disciplined. I know that I need to look you in the eye and know that I did more than you could ever think about doing today. Right, right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It's Well, it's like this idea. I, I've heard a, there's a old gym tale about, um, oh boy, Tom Izzo, mm -hmm. that he spent, uh, he had terrible free throw percentage maybe as a younger player, and he spent like decades upon decades doing 100 free throws a night. In, in the gym or whatever. And so if he's going to be a coach now to a player and ask him to increase his free throw percentage by X percent, has he put in the work to be able to say, this will lead to positive results? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. It's, I mean, I've been reading 10 pages a day for 14 years. Yeah. I mean, it's about 20 books a year, right? Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, there are people who read more, of course. Sure. Um, but that's a really uh, manageable thing for me. Uh, and there are days that I'll read 50 pages or, you know, days that I've, I've sat and read a book. Right. <laughs> doesn't happen often, but those days are in there. But doing that 10 pages a day, 14 years has led to, you know, over 500 books. And all I do is give out that information, right? Mm -hmm. I process it, digest it. And my goal is to always take one thing from a book that I use. Mm -hmm. One thing. So I may read 300 pages and take something very, very small and remote away. Yeah. Um, that I can use, you know, or it may just be simply a different perspective on a, on a situation or on leadership or on yeah. organization on whatever it may be. Yeah. So for a guy like me, I, you know, I've, I've had moments in my life where I've had great strides, great positivity, and then I run into a stumbling block. That stumbling block might be drinking. It mm -hmm. might be sugar. Mm -hmm. It might be two boxes of pizza that a, uh, somebody has left behind at my rental location and I'm going to fire that up for five days straight and suddenly I've not eaten the way I wanted to eat. Um, and outside of food or even vices, just the juggling of life. You've got social media, you've got family, you've got um, significant others, you've got your professional career, you've got a spiritual life. Um, it feels in this day and age for the everyday man that it, it can be a big juggling match, um, that you're just kind of holding these balls in the air and just trying to grab one and throw it back up before the next one may fall. Um, is there a magic potion? Is there a New England style IPA frothy <laughs> potion I can take that makes this simple and easy? No. Ah, 
Um, I wish there was. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what have you found? Have you found that those juggling things have completely gone away? No. Yeah. No, even more so. You know, but, the, but the discipline makes it more bearable. No. No? Nah? No, it gives it a different perspective. Okay. Um, you know what I... You know, my why when I set out, like that whole Simon Sinek, right? Like start with why, which mm-hmm. is a great book. But that idea isn't new. Um, and that's definitely not to discredit Simon Sinek. He is amazing. He's one of my favorite thought leaders. Um, but I mean, that goes back to like the old school stuff I listen to, like Zig Ziglar and Les Brown, yeah. right? So when I first got into personal development, you know, years ago, it was that. It was know why you're doing something, right? Like what's yeah. the big thing? Yeah. Um, and I realized that I just really love coaching people and I really love meeting people at a really dark place. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I move forward through this and then, you know, got the job at AK Ricks and then life went to hell um, and then worked to bounce back. I realized that I love that, but you want to go, you know, you're talking about the who I'll go back to that. Mm-hmm. I realized that I lost myself in some of that because I didn't fully realize who I was. I didn't fully embrace who I was, mm-hmm. right? Um, so you feel like you had your why, but you didn't have yourself. Like that's right. You had lost. That's right. I just, I needed to heal from things. I believe we all have things in our past, whether it's, you know, broken dreams, abuse, neglect. There's things, mm-hmm. you know, that we are not owning. As people, we don't want to. So what do we do? We play fantasy football. We drink. Mm-hmm. We just do stuff. We watch Netflix. Um, I can't tell you how many people I work with, and I love them all. But they, I mean, they, they'll know ten different shows. I yeah. couldn't tell you. And there, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not saying there's nothing anything wrong with it. But it's we're doing that and neglecting, neglecting some things we need to heal from, right? Right. Neglecting some things we really need to get in and walk through. Right. What I realized three and a half, four years ago was the reality that no matter how hard it is, I have to know who I am. Right. I know what I, I know what I'm good at. I'm good at walking with people through tough times. I'm good at saying things to you that no one else is probably going to say to you. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a backbone, so I'm good with that, but I'm also good with saying it. And then I'm going to help you pick up the pieces. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, whether I say it or it's something you do, we're going to walk through this thing. But the reality is, is what discipline does, does it give you a different outlook, a different perspective? It does. What it makes easier is when life kind of gives you a desert instead of you creating, you know, some adversity for yourself. But when adversity hits you, yes. now all of a sudden I can, I handle it more gracefully. Mm-hmm than what I used to, right? Because I used to, like you, man, uh, times get tough. I'm going to go have some pops with the boys. Sure. Right? Sure. Yeah. Like, I'm going to, we're going to, you know, Billy Shots, that nickname was there for a reason. Uh, but it was, I had to do away with all of that. I had to learn why I was that person. Mm-hmm. And then day by day, I just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper, right? But then what happens is I get, and I get opportunities to go deeper and deeper and deeper with other people. And to walk with them through the places maybe I was at or a similar place I was at four, five, ten years ago. Right. And they're at today because it doesn't matter where we're at. It's are we willing to walk with people? Are we willing to go down that road? So is it easier? I still juggle all the same balls. I, totally. Nothing is 
like I said, I almost feel like it's harder today than what it was because I don't have those outlets that I used to own. I don't have those anymore. And I'm trying to get rid of even more. Like I was telling you before we started, like my outlet will be screwing around on social media for an hour or two here and there. Don't do it often, but when I do it, it's not a good place. Right. It's no different than going and drinking. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's not easy, but it's so worth it. Definitely. And that's maybe the piece I was interested in. As I listened to our audio, we are, uh, we're on Lake Michigan. There's a lovely cigarette boat pounding through the water beyond us. And, uh, they're having their outlet with, uh, <laughs> maybe some pops, but they're definitely saying, forget it. I'm going to go burn a bunch of gas this afternoon. And so there's a place for that. But I would also say, um, like you said, going back to the eight to 10 Netflix shows, the two, three, four hours of just scrolling on social media, these things that, you know, inherently in themselves on a one time, there's nothing wrong with them, but whether it be America, Western culture, or just even privilege, we are amusing ourselves to death. Mm -hmm. We are, um, avoiding for the most part, something in our life that could be better. Maybe that's a relationship with spouse. Maybe that's friction at work. Maybe that's an addiction that we need to face. And we find ourselves avoiding or filling with something that's just kind of got that numbing sensation. What does it look like to want more than just the same car as your next door neighbor, um, the bowling league trophy at the local bowling alley? are these things that we pursue? And then there's nothing wrong with like a factory working blue collar family that got a particular group of kids to the college level that, that those parents didn't otherwise experience. But I'm talking a little bit more of the pursuit of American comfort to just arrive and be settled and not face any adversity. Mm-hmm. So three and a half years ago, I decided to, uh, to post every day on social media, mm-hmm. as you know, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just, honestly, a lot of that is a reflection of what I'm going through internally, not all of it, but a lot of like my messages and and it was, it was accountability for me. If I tell everybody I'm working out every day through social media, I'm going to do it. Um, what's fascinating though, is that question is different for everyone, right? I, that started out very, very, uh, selfish for me. Mm -hmm. It was... I'm doing this for me because I have to get healthy and I have to create a desert, which, and we've been throwing that term around, um, deserts to me became very, very fascinating, uh, around that time. And they still are, um, for the simple fact that a lot of the greats or a lot of adversity throughout, throughout human history has happened in the wilderness or the desert. Yeah. Right. Whether it be the Israelites, you know, if you're familiar with that story, the mm-hmm. Exodus, uh, whether it be Jesus uh, whether it would be um, Henry David Thoreau. Mm-hmm. I mean, Steve Jobs used to take long walks in the woods. There's always, there, the woods are just a place. The desert is a place of growth. Mm-hmm. What, I, what I know for a fact, though, um, because, because that is different for everyone, what I know for a fact is we're all missing something, right? Um, not that we're not great who we are. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's another step we all can take right. as people right. to develop. 
And what entertainment allows us to do is just sit back in our comfy, comfy recliner, you know, watching another football game, and I love football, but sure. watching another football game, another Netflix show, and we just continue to ignore it and ignore it and ignore it until it's too late. Right. Right? I mean, diabetes is diabetes, not because it's a new thing. It's because we don't take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're the fattest freaking nation there is mm-hmm. ever. That's a problem. But- People won't look in the mirror, though, and say, I'm fat. I need to do something about it. Right. Just like I had to look in the mirror and say, dude, you're a bum. Like, you're 60% in. Right? Because I was disciplined. It's not like I was a heathen. I was pretty disciplined. I was still at 60% more disciplined than most people are. Yeah. But it was like, you're a bum. Right. Like, you're a fraud in certain ways because you're not going more in. Exactly. I knew there was more I could give. Right. Or more I could do, more I could, and, and I don't mean do in the traditional sense of the word of work, but I'm saying I can, I can read every day. It's not that difficult. I can work out every day. It really isn't. I, I do a minimum of 20 minutes. Now, my workouts typically are an hour a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, I, at 41, am more mobile than what I was when I was playing baseball, right? right? 20 years ago. Right. That's interesting, right? I mean, it's a little bit of time a day. Um, but you know how many people at 41 can't bend down and pick up their kids? Mm-hmm. And they're living their best life. Like, that's one of my favorite tags. Living my best life. And it's always somebody sitting out, entertaining themselves in a pool, like on a freaking rubber ducky with a brew in their hand. And I got nothing wrong with the drinking and having a good time. I do have a, a hard time, though, with, with the reality that people will pick that nine times out of ten over doing something that's good for them. Right. And then when something happens to them, diabetes, they're overweight, knees yeah. hurting, then it's a complaint mm-hmm. where it's like, no, no, you caused this, mm-hmm. you know? So step one is let's not be so entertainment driven. Look in the mirror and be really freaking honest with right. yourself. You know, and some of the best rewards I've had are over the last three and a half years, weekly, I'm having people, I have people DM me or text me if they yes. have my number. And I get that. Like, they give me this. Yes. Right? Like, hey, man, I'm going to tell you where I'm at. And I'm a bum in X, Y, Z areas. I mean, these are people that have never liked my posts, never say anything to me, but it's all the time, right? Yeah. It's and it's fine. like, no, you're not a bum. Mm-hmm. You have to recognize who you are. Mm-hmm. You're not a bum. Do you got some issues? You do. And you got to be really freaking honest with them. Right. You got to know who you are and what you're doing and where you want to go. Right. And you may not even be able to see where you want to go, but you know it's better than where you're at today. But the reality is, is until like, until middle class folks just until middle class folks can look themselves in the mirror and say, you know what, I'm not that great. Mm-hmm. I I'm driving a, a Yukon. I'm making six hundred dollar a month pay for you know. Mm-hmm. $600 a month payments on. Right. What's the credit card bill? I'm, that's right, man. I'm in debt over my head. When you can actually be honest with that and say, okay, you know what? I'm not that great. I should probably deal with some of this stuff. Or I'm 20 pounds overweight. Or I can't bend down and touch my toes and I'm 35. My knees are hurting at 35, man. It's because of football. No, it ain't. It's because you don't move anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and certainly, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> if, if any of you had video right now, you would be able to see Billy was going to riff another 20 minutes on that one. Um, the, the reason I, I finally started this podcast is I had listened to enough podcasts or even seen posts like yours 
Um, but one that sticks out to me is Gary V's podcast. Gary Vaynerchuk <laughs> has this one that has a riff about two guys going back to their basement, hanging out with their buddy, having dinner and having some beers and watching the, the gold, the Spurs golden state game. And he's like, don't sit there and talk with your buddy. Who's a loser buddy that just wants to hear your excuses and watch the basketball game. He's like, I don't want to hear about how you're gonna do something. I don't want to hear about your gunners because it never happens. Don't talk about it. And then he just riffs with, I haven't seen Steph Curry hit a basket this year. <laughs> like, he would love to sit down and watch. Like, he's a, he's an only uh, a New York Jets guy, which he's probably, I'm furious, they killed the Lions last week. <laughs> just a terrible showing by the Lions. But um, that really hit me finally. Yeah, man. Like, don't be a talker. Mm-hmm. Don't be, you know, flaunting onto whatever mm-hmm. remaining ego you have mm-hmm. in a particular small world. That's right. But live to the full self. It you is. Know? It is. And, and, and to get to that, to that self, and I'm, I'm not even there. Like I'm not sitting no. up on a soapbox. I'm really not. I, well, maybe I am a little bit, but, <laughs> but not fully, you know what I mean? Because where I feel that I win and I can say these things is I'm not afraid to walk with you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it, it doesn't scare me to go into dark places with you. The problem is though, is to get to that point, it's ugly. Mm-hmm. And you have to really be honest with yourself. And I tell you what, I don't know, especially as being men, I don't know a lot of us who are. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like to sit there and, and to say, you know, I'm not that great for X, Y, Z reasons. Or, you know what, I've got to have two drinks a day. You probably got some problems going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just about losing weight or, you know, living this healthy lifestyle. I don't give a damn about that. Right. I mean, I do. A little, but it's really not the important part for me. It really comes down to honesty and vulnerability. That's right. And then the discipline that you choose out of that. That's right. Know thyself. Yeah. Right? And for you, you have found great success with, I remember I jotted this down. I have this sheet in front of me (laughs) from simply a phone conversation when you started this journey Mm because so many of us grew up with you, you know, and it was Billy Schatz and (laughs) we're about to turn on to the hot seat. I turned the air conditioning off and uh, so we had better, better sound in here and it's starting to warm up in this room (laughs) a little bit. But for you, you have found that the physical drives the mental. Yeah. What, what does that mean for our audience? Yeah. I mean, I think first and foremost, we were meant uh, to leave the cave, kill something, drag it home, cook it. Mm-hmm. Next day, leave the cave, kill something, drag it home, cook it, right? Uh, so uh, the reality that we, a lot of people, I don't want to say we, but a lot of people sit eight hours a day is a problem. Right. We were not created. I mean, sitting is one of the worst things you can do right. for your body as we're sitting here right now, right? Mm-hmm. But it's one of the worst things you can do. I mean, article after article, uh, sitting eight hours a day is like smoking a pack of cigarettes. Mm. That doesn't equal health. Um, so, I mean, I think first and foremost is I want to be that guy who's 75 or 80 doing a triathlon or whatever it is mm-hmm. I decide to challenge myself with that day or that, that day, you know, <laughs> at, at that point in my life. But I want, you know, I, I want to be that person and to be that person means I have to move today. Yeah. Right. Tom Brady can play at a high level, even though he didn't look great Sunday, but he can play at a high level because that dude has been training to do this since he was 22. Right. You know, Nolan Ryan, 47, throws a no hitter. Mm-hmm. That wasn't luck. It was because Nolan put an effort when he was 22 to 47, right? Definitely. The only reason we 
quit moving or we have, and I firmly believe this, I'm not 99.9%. The only reason we lose mobility or we have joint issues is because we quit moving, mm-hmm. right? And it's only getting worse and worse, a younger and younger. Right. I mean, I, I work with so many people who are in their late 20s, or early 30s, like, oh, man, can't do what I used to. And I'm like, like, are you kidding me? You're a kid. Like, you're a pup. Right. Like, no, you can. Right. So, so, so the physical um, really started out as, as, A, it's a way to create adversity on, my, on me daily. Mm-hmm. And it's a way to challenge me. You cannot lie to yourself because if you can either do something or not, I can either deadlift 405 pounds or I can't. Right. I can either sit on the floor and reach and touch my toes or I can't. Right. I can either do the splits or I can't. Right. Um, And there is no hiding. Right. None. Right. And that's, what's been extremely interesting to me is you talk a lot about active, um, recovery, kind of recovery, active recovery, mobility. Mm -hmm. These are not things of, flaunting going in the gym and throwing up your next greatest bench press at 315 325 mm-hmm. these are simply self-care things that certainly strengthen the body mm-hmm. give holistic um, healing to the body but i have found with those mobility pieces just simply stretching straightening my back getting my body in a posture i'm breathing better i'm thinking better mm-hmm. my body has less depression and, and better levels of serotonin that i'm thinking more mm-hmm. clearly. that's right so that whole piece was very, um, very helpful for me in terms of looking at the physical. And certainly they do a dance together because your mental, if you're not being given the right kind of chemistry, that certainly can be a thing you deal with and talk with with somebody, thyroid levels, all of this. Mm-hmm. But there's certainly something to be said about getting up, moving with intention every day yeah. and what that will do for the rest of your life. Yeah. Without a doubt. And that's so, so three and a half years ago, I, I decided I was going to work out every day and I, I have for three and a half years, mm-hmm. right? Um, about uh, maybe a year into that, um, I was walking into the gym and I used to listen to podcasts or music once in a while, but I'm much more of a podcast guy because okay. I just constantly want to be learning. Um, I knew internally that I needed to ditch the earbuds, right? I needed to be done and I need to go in because it was a sacred moment. Okay. Right. So because I deemed it as being something for me, uh, evolutionary and revolutionary in my own life, mm-hmm. it, it obviously, it makes sense that it continues to evolve. So I go, I never, never wear AirPods or earbuds. I don't listen to anything. Because I want to feel the pain and the struggle of being there because it leads me deeper into who I am, right? Mm -hmm. So I lift three days a week, like go, go hard. Like I I like to lift heavy. Uh, However, I do mobility four days a week. I do speed and agility about a day a week, right? right? Um, And mobility and yoga depends on, on where I'm at in my, my routine, but I feel better. I move better. I think better. All the stuff you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, at 41, I could go out right now and we could hoop with right. minimal stretching, which I don't know a lot of folks who can do that. And I mean, I still keep up with the young cats, which is awesome. But I'll tell you what it has done more than anything. And this is the piece where I say it drives the mental is when you come up against something you can't do mm-hmm. and you have to 
just daily work on that, it's just like everything else in life. You know what I mean? It gives you that rhythm to life, right? Because there's a rhythm to life. So it gives you that rhythm of, I can't do it today. Mm-hmm. I can't deadlift that. Or I can't do that pose in yoga. But when you just continually not beat yourself up over it, but you own the fact that I can't do it. Yeah. And then you're just continually working on it. And yeah. there's many things I still can't do, right? Three and a half years later. But I just continually work on it. It's no different than those things we need to heal from. It's no different than chasing your dream. Mm-hmm. It's no different than wanting that promotion at work. It's all just doing a little bit every day right. to get there. It just sets the tone. It's no different than with my wife. I, I need to love her every day. Yeah. It's not just once in a while. It's not just when I want to buy something. It's yeah. not just when I want to go on a trip. But I need to meet her where she's at every day. And to me, the physical, just the, the working out does that every day. It brings me a rhythm that I know that I can't find anywhere else. Mm-hmm. It's just so different. And there is something sacred about it, especially because we don't do it anymore. It's not part of our lifestyle. You know what I mean? The, move, the movement. The, the movement's not yeah. part of our yeah, lifestyle. Yeah. yeah, we're a sedentary. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's so much bigger than just going to the gym or moving better or being more, you know, mobile or flexible or, or stronger in certain areas than yeah. I was 20 years ago. Yeah, it leads me to that 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 Hebrew version of repent, that teshuva, mm-hmm. that idea of returning to the way you were created to be. Yeah, that's right. And if we have to apply teshuva to our, our Western lifestyle, we got to get up away from the computer and move around. That's right. And care for ourselves. Yeah, that's right. You know, and, and taking that idea, I mean, that's everything, right? The leaning into those struggles. Yeah. I mean, that that's it. That's what we don't want to do. It, it's why. I mean, oh, yeah. I, it's I know, thing we avoid. I know guys who are in three fantasy football leagues, mm-hmm. but they don't have, quote unquote, time to work out 20 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. They don't have time to go for a walk with their wife. They don't have time. Like, come on. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It is. It, it is. It is finding ways to lean in to that struggle, not avoiding it. Avoiding it will never bring you back, right? Avoiding it will never give you that healing, that repentance, that that next step. Right. It'll it'll never do that. But we're masters at it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we're masters at avoiding the change. And so, yeah, and I know in my heart of hearts I want to change, but do I? You know, you had shared with me a Tony Robbins quote that about, you know, if you want to change, change your physiology. And that goes back to the physical drives the mental. Yeah. And I just know in my heart of hearts, either if it's starting with this podcast or getting up and walking 20 minutes a day, um, I have to do those things if I want any type of change for three years from now. Yeah. And that's pretty, pretty wicked to see you on that journey and knowing that you even though you're well ahead of many folks that aren't doing that type of journey, you know you're just at the beginning of that journey. That's the thing. There, there is no beginning. There's no end. destination. Right. Right. It's just a journey. That's all it is. It doesn't matter where you're at, mm-hmm. uh, or or where I'm at, or where anyone else is at. I uh, there's this dude in the gym 
uh, a couple weeks ago, he was doing the splits, right? And he had like gray hair. I figured he was around my age and I was like, dang, like this is, this is crazy, right? But what do we immediately do? I, cause I'm no different. You're like my split, that's my right. game sucks. <laughs> that's right. I start judging myself <laughs> because this guy's killing it, right? Right. So I let it go and I, I didn't approach him. And then the next week he was there. So I went up introduced myself and we started chatting and I actually used that as, as a talk for a talk that I did, but that's it. Like this guy started two years ago, Mm -hmm. um, on this whole mobility grind, right? Mm -hmm. We had very similar past in terms of athletics and stuff, but it was wild. Like it was like looking into a mirror, uh, but he just got it because there, there is no, there, there is no, he's ahead of me. I'm ahead of you. We're just all in a place. But that's the thing. If we would, if we would look at it like that mm-hmm. and we would open up just a little bit with each other and be like, you know, it's just about the next step. That's right. all it is. It's something I find, I find fascinating in, in scripture, right? Especially in old Testament scripture. Yeah. Is that you, God only gave the next step. Right. <laughs> Always. Right. Always. I mean, it's right. The Exodus. Right. The only reason they didn't have to be in the desert for 40 years. I do not ever believe that was God's plan. I believe one one rabbi that I read said that God needed to get Egypt out of the Israelites. Mm. Right. And that's no different for us. And that took 40 years. And that took 40 years <laughs> for them. Well, yeah. and, and they actually didn't even make it. Right. Because not one person, one of the original people went into the mm-hmm. promised land. Right. But we, we have, we're no different. I believe most people are going in a circle. We just have really nice shit. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And and instead, if we learn those lessons, we don't continue to do those things that we know aren't right. Like for us, like I know for me, drinking is not my, it's not my best self, Mm -hmm. but for you, it may be fine. And that's great. However, when it gets to a point where it's, you know, having negative uh, consequences in your life is never good. Like there's no way you can explain it to me that it is. Right. Cause I know internally you've struggled with something that I've struggled with and I struggle with every day is hearing those voices, right? Sure. Like we all have it. We yep. all have that little voice that tells us what our best self is. And usually it's hard freaking work. Yeah. And we don't want to lean into that. But if we do, if we do it's gold, I mean, it's the golden ticket. Yeah. It's Willy Wonka. Yeah. And there's only five of them, right? Or four? That's right, man. <laughs> so such good stuff, such good stuff. And I can't wait to, to hear some feedback from different folks when they get to hear, you know, some of that conversation. As a transition and, and a kind of wrap up to this, I want to gather a three hot questions from each of my guests. And uh, as I mentioned, we got the AC turned off. We got the hot seat going in this room. Uh, the, the picture is starting with what is good. And that's the way I believe the creation story happened. We talk about what's good. It's created and it's good. It's created and it's good. So I want to start right there, beginning with good, then talking about what could be better, not in terms of what's bad out there in the world or in your life or what you can help with, but what can you make the world better? And then lastly, um, what's next? What's next in your journey? So start with me. What's good? What gets you on fire? What gets you so happy? What gets you up in the morning? What is good in Billy Lanford's world? Yeah, I think it all starts with renewal, right? So I get up and I have my morning routine. I get up at five, I meditate, I read, 
Uh, I usually do a little bit of stretching mobility. Um, for me, that's good. That time that like Anya isn't out and she's still sleeping, which I love when she's awake, but it's, it's like my morning, right? Sure. It's your I time throw on your... coffee. Sure. It's a renewal time for me, right? It's a time to get, to get focused, to get set on my intentions for the day. Right. Um, so that's good. What, what makes me come alive? I mean, I like my family is huge. Anya is amazing and she helps me be a better um, person than I ever could have imagined. What gets me on fire outside of that is honestly people at their worst. Mm. When somebody is broken, um, it just does something for me inside. Cause I feel like I'm broken every day in many ways. Uh, I, I definitely don't have it together. Mm-hmm. Now I'm, I'm on a good path and I'm on a, a really healthy path, but I feel broken every day. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm very honest with myself. I'm very honest with where I'm at. Uh, and to see somebody come to the realization that, that they're broken to me means they're one step closer to saying, I have what it takes to be my best. Mm-hmm. Cause I think most people want to avoid that question at all costs. Like, do I have what it takes? Right. Right. Instead, you know, we go to entertainment, which we beat up in this, but, uh, it's just so true. So to get somebody who calls me or texts me or, uh, reaches out in some way, shape or form. And this is like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm at my worst. I'm in a bad place. Let's talk. Mm -hmm. I love that. Or even when at work, I get to create adversity for people. Um, we're constantly growing and pushing the envelope. Uh, so to be able to take someone who's like, I can't get there. And it's like, no, no, we, you, you can't, you're right, but we can together. Yeah. And we're going to, you know, we're, I'm going to challenge you and you're going to take some steps and we're going to grow. And then you see that person take one step. Mm-hmm. It may take three years. It may take six months. Yeah. It may take six hours. Who knows? But to see them take one step, that's for me is everything. Yeah. Cause that one step, man, I, I listened to something the other day and I, I cannot think of his name. Uh, but he, uh, he said he's a doctor, but he said, by the time we're 35, 95% of our mental makeup is done. Our worldview, our habits, our mm. subconscious. So for people to change, like they are changing everything. I mean, I could sit here and talk to you about that all day long in my own life. So I know that for somebody to get from A to B or to take on a new discipline yeah. or to do something outside of who they are at the yeah. moment, I know it's going to take all of them. Right. So I have all the patience in the world. I'm going to challenge you. And it's going to get ugly. And mm-hmm. I'm going to say things that are going to hurt your feelings. But I know it's going to be so difficult for you. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm here. I'm here at, you know, I get calls at 10 o'clock at night. I get calls at midnight. Like, I, I'm always available mm. because I know how hard it is. I mean, I'm going through that with people I personally train right now. Yeah. Like, discipline, doing something that's outside of, of the way you've wired yourself is, is nearly impossible. It's but, it's, but it's there. Yeah. Nothing, nothing that is, uh, that is good is easy. Right. Right. If it's worth doing, it's going to require a struggle. That's right. Yeah. That's right. What could be better? What does the world need improvement? People to take ownership. Mm-hmm. It's pretty simple. Um, I, I mean, when you look at the fact that, mo- you know, I mean, we don't have clean water in Flint and other places in Michigan. Mm. Uh, you look at, we throw away enough food to feed the mm-hmm. world, you know, 10 yep. times over. I mean, when you look at those things, 
if people took just a, a little bit of ownership, life is good. Mm-hmm. Life is good. Um, I mean, if we just loved ourselves a little more. Yeah. Let alone reaching out to your neighbor. Yeah. But you're saying this piece of accountability, mm-hmm. of, of self, mm-hmm. self-knowing. self mm-hmm. Because the reality is, Rick, is that nobody can do it but you. Mm-hmm. This is what people don't get, right? Like people will want me to train them or, or do some accountability consulting uh, some help, help them with personal development and all the time. It's like, no, I mean, I'll do it. Of course. I mean, it's what I do. Right. But this is all on you. Like I can help you. If this, I can be a voice. I'm one person of the equation. Right. I think I have a unique perspective. Uh, I have zero issue with accountability, but I'm one person in the equation. You're 99. Mm -hmm. If you want to go through hell, I'll walk with you, Mm -hmm. but that's what it's going to be. Cause that 1% is going to be gruesome that I give you. But can you do the 99? Mm. And when you give it to people like that, man, it's 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 a little different. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, instead of giving you the speech of like, yeah, man, we're gonna wheel and deal, and we're gonna have you, you know, at your, we're gonna have you vice president of your company in six months. Right. That ain't reality. Right. That is not reality for most people because most people will not go through the hell right. to change themselves. 95% of you is right. wired, hardwired by 35, 95%. So I know for you to change that, you're going to have to do things you've never desired to do. Mm-hmm. And I know how difficult it is. I mean, I get these texts once in a while from people uh, that I'm working with. You know, fourth day, I'm in. Four out of four days, I've done X, Y, Z. Don't get anything the fifth day. Mm-hmm. Nothing the sixth day. Nothing the seventh day. I'm like, hey, what, what's up? You still going, I'm assuming. Oh, no, man, you know. XYZ happened, like something happened. Of course, something happens to me too. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. There are days that I, you know, if I don't read in the morning, I read at night. Mm-hmm. You got to figure out a way. It has to be a no brainer for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, these days, I, I just, I can't even imagine those foundational things not to do. But that is not it for most people. Yeah. I mean, most people, I do interviews a lot. So with this ownership thing, I, I do our first interviews. One of the questions I say is, hey, at work, you're saying, yeah, you yeah, at work, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. I say, how are you continually developing yourself? I've never had anybody give me a legit, like, I read 10 pages a day. I work out four days a week. It's all passive, right? It's all, well, I mean, you know, I learn because I get hired and I need to, like, for a videographer, I need to shoot a different way. Mm-hmm. Or I need to learn a new skill because I, I realize that I'm not as good at color as I thought I was because of this, right. you know, last gig that I got. I have never, honest to God, never, and I do a lot of these, I've never had anybody intentionally say, I do this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. That's messed up, man. Mm-hmm. It's ownership, by far. Right. Because so many of us can stumble in an experience, and based on who we are, we can grow from that experience. That's what we do. We of don't course we do. Yeah. But we, how many of us go through those experiences, and those people just don't, they didn't get any type of new perspective from it? Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, they get to be 40, 50, and 60-year-old spiritual babies or just not a holistic person that's a, 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 a brat. That's right. But somewhere along the way, they've been feeding that person's ego, and they're the COO, and they get to walk around and be a brat. Yeah, that's right, man. That's right. I mean, for most of us, life happens to us. Right. We don't happen to life. Or we do just a little bit. Mm-hmm but not enough to, to really, really move things. Or we do it enough to make that 
you know, to get that title. Yeah. Right. Which gives us a nice paycheck. Yeah. But we're not, we're not truly happening to life. Right. So we've got good, we've got better. Let's finish with next. Mm-hmm. At least for for you on this whole journey, um, you got your hands in, in a handful of different areas. You're coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, what's next? What's next for you, or what you want to bring to the world? Yeah. Uh, what is next? I mean, to continue in my daily grind, right? Because that that is always what's next. Uh, and I I don't say that like flippant or. Um, in some weird way, it really is the most important to me is to continue um, to continue hearing what my heart is telling me and evolving what like my morning disciplines look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I'm doing a lot of speaking. I uh, was I'm very blessed at four speaking engagements at Grand Valley this year, so I want to continue opening up that realm, yeah. uh, speaking and coaching. And then, I mean, I love what I do at AK Ricks. Yeah. Uh, I have all the autonomy in the world and an amazing staff to work with. Yeah. So, you know, we're continually pushing the envelope there, which is super fun. And awesome. then on the outside, just to be able to, I mean, really, I get I get paid to do what, how I live. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't go to work and do something different. I don't leave work and then go work on a different side project. Right. Everything I do is, everything I do is guided to help people be better. Yeah. And I mean, selfishly to, for me to continue to figure out who I am and, and how far I can push myself. Awesome. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, well, Billy, this has been, uh, truly enjoyable. You know, we, we don't spend the same type of time in our, our thirties and forties, uh, <laughs> in our right. adulthood as we did in our younger yeah. years when we worked together. But, um, I am thankful that our journeys continue to run into one another. Uh, I plan that they continually will. And it is really a, a true inspiration to me to hear just about the humble talk about getting up the next day, taking the next right step, and those simple answers to living a better life. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you, man. I yeah. appreciate it. Um, thank you, folks. We'll be back with you again another time soon. And uh, we're really thankful for you listening. So send us feedback. Send a little comment, and uh, you can find Billy Lanford on the interweb somewhere. (laughs) That's right. Take care.